You're listening to the Legendarium Blue Team. Welcome. You have chosen wisely. Please go to patreon.com slash legendarium to support the show. I, I really just want to heave like a great sigh because I'm like, it's, it's also stressful, it's also kaboom. <sighs> I feel so much better. All right. Megan is impatient. This is obviously going to be one of those nights. Welcome, everybody, to the Legendarium. This is episode (laughs) 223. We are the Blue Team, and we are going to be reviewing the latest uh, installment, or at least our latest read in the Dresden Files installment. So we're at episode 223. If you have not already caught all other 222 podcast episodes, you've got a lot of listening to do. Um, Today... Uh, well, you know what? I I want, before we do anything else, I really I'm really pleased with with the with the introductions that I've written today. So <laughs> I you know me, I'm your host for the for the Blue Team Group. My name is Todd Wenty. Um, sitting to my left, we are in a different configuration today. So sitting to my left, she is perhaps as pretty as the summer lady and likely twice as devious. She is Megan Smythe. Maha, <laughs> ill met by moonlight. Yes. <laughs> and he is capable of punching both the summer night and the winter night at the same time and still having enough energy to spare. He's Ken Johnson. You know, technically we're both sitting on your left. Yes, but you are so. on my far left. Uh, yes, you are. You are separated from me because I've got Megan in between us. We, well, which I, is safer for everyone. Well, I, I could punch both knights and turn them into fifty little knights. So. Oh, listen to this. Yeah, you could turn them into pixies. Is little, that what you're little saying? Little nightlets. All right. Uh, um, sure. Why not? Let's go with it. <laughs> this is going to be. This is our. Uh, this is kind of a palate cleanser episode. I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, we are. We have been reading Dune, and we're we're taking a little bit of a break to do a little bit lighthearted stuff. Um, and what a wonderful, lighthearted book to be able to do this with. Yeah. I don't um, know that it's fully lighthearted. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll <laughs> I talk. I mean, compared to the darkness of Dune, that last book that, you know, and compared we disliked to the, so much. And compared to the, Todd. compared to the darkness of, uh, of the last installment in the, in the Dresden Files as well. Um, yeah. this is a, this is a much, this is much lighter fare. I'm just so. glad to be back into a book that doesn't hurt my brain so much. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, uh, that's exactly what Harry would say. I know. So for for those of you who are anxious to get back to Dune, don't worry, we're going to be getting back to Dune in our next uh, our next series. We'll go through uh, cho- uh, we'll go through um, Children. Children of Dune and then God Emperor of Dune, and we'll kind of see how things go. There's lots more Dune to read, but we're probably we probably will call it good uh, on the Dune series by the time we read those two. But in the meantime, in the meantime, we've got our we've got our Dresden Files to read. We're, we read the Summer Night. Um, a much faster read, um, a much less brain intensive read, um, at least according to the two of you, um, and so moves much faster. <laughs> I mean, we're not as brainy as you are, Todd. So uh, <laughs> you're just saying that cause you're trying to be nice to me, right? I did ply you with chocolate. Yes, first. you did. Yes, you did. You know what? You can ply me with chocolate anytime you like. Um, I, before, before we dig deep into there the, uh, into the material that we've got today, I do want to say thanks to all of you that subscribe. Especially our Patreon listeners and to those of you that take advantage of other ways to reach out to us between podcasts on Twitter, on Discord and Reddit. You know what? We would probably still be doing this. 
we'd probably still read books and get together and put microphones out and put headphones on and and throw it out there. But I'll tell you what, it is so much more fun yeah. when you guys engage with us and and to know that that there is. Not just us talking into the ether, but the oh, yeah. ether talks back. Well, and it was exciting how many people, it was last week, week before, that all of a sudden there was a post that showed up on Reddit that said, hey, do more Dresden. And we were like, and we boom, said, we've already wish planned granted. it. Yep. Bam. Lots it's of just, fun. It's fun that y'all are excited about things that we're reading. And and a lot of people had actually started reading the series because we talked about it previously. And yeah. we're excited about it. Yeah. So. Ho- Thanks hopefully, for actually, actually listening. Hopefully Jim Butcher thinks that it's a good thing that we've been uh, talking about his books, too. I hope so, too, because I want to have him on sometime. I, I do, too. I do, too. I actually, uh, I actually, and in fact, one of the things that was funny when we were in the early days of the podcast, I got a chance to chat with Jim Butcher briefly mm-hmm. at uh, the Salt Lake Comic Con before they were no longer allowed to call themselves the Salt Lake Comic Con. And uh, I said, hey, would you do it? Would you do just a, a tag for us for the Legendarium? And he did. And I recorded it. And I lost it. Oh. I have no idea where it is. Somewhere somewhere in all of my files and, and trades of three different phones on four different occasions, it's floating around someplace. If I yeah. can ever find it again. And and we wish. Although he is, oh. you know, he is in town next week. Yes. So. And maybe, maybe yeah, we'll maybe. pull it off again. We'll see we'll what happens. Are you going? I can neither confirm nor to deny. The convention next I can week? neither okay. confirm nor deny because I would be saying to my family that I'm not going to be there on Easter. Um, uh. We'll see how that works. Anyway. Before we get too sappy, uh, and before we get too distracted, Slappy. let's go ahead and let's go ahead and jump in now on on summer night. Ken, before we do anything else, I know that everybody is waiting for the recap. I, I am really looking forward to the recap on this one. Uh, do you have one for us? I do. I have one for us. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes you don't. Well, and those like, are sad days. I know, and and today I do. But uh, let's let's pretend like it's a good recap, shall we? I'm believing it will be. I'm ready. Uh, see. I Camera do running. All right. Speed roll. Dang it. You got it. You, ah, I'm sorry. You, you beat me to it. That's okay. It's we'll great. cut that out in post. All right. Months, <laughs> months have passed since Harry Blackstone Copperfield Dresden ignited a war between the Vampire Red Court and the Wizard White Council. Thanks to a naughty girl, Bianca, getting her vamp on with Harry's girl. But mopey times end quickly for Harry because so many faces show up in Chicago and all want a piece of the only wizard in the Yellow Pages. Harry learns that the... <laughs> I didn't even think that one was that funny. But hey, I'll it, take it, I though. I love it. Harry learns that his fairy debt has been transferred to the Queen of the Winter Court, and she wants Harry to find out who killed the Knight of the Summer Court because failure to do that would lead to more war, and this time between the forces of summer and winter. That's all no big deal. And Harry's old girlfriend shows back up to solve a case for summer, and that's basically to get in Harry's way, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, after the Red Court drops a preemptive bunker buster on the safe house that is the senior council's resident Red Court expert and his vamp brute squad, Harry's old mentor shows up with the rest rest of the White Council. They're still a little bit pissed at Harry for this whole war started thing, you know, with the vampires. In the midst of all that, Morgan the Warden is back and he still wants to kill Harry in a really bad way. Murphy shows up for like a minute. Thanks. She's suffering from severe and understandable (laughs) night terrors and PTS, you know, changelings, they show up. An ogre and a centaur, the mothers of winter and summer, blah, blah, blah. In the end, steel-wielding pixies, hello toot toot. (laughs) (laughs) They fly in, thanks to Harry, (laughs) kill down the summer lady, and uh, turns out the summer lady killed the summer night. 
it's a whole thing with those uh, knights and it, 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 court politics, you know, that sort of thing. Anyway, Harry and friends avert war of nature. He proves himself to the senior council. He secures safe passage to the white wizards through the Never Never, which was a huge thing because, you know, wizards and airplanes, not such a good mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And gains a whole bunch of new friends in high places, which is surely good news for us in the future. Lots of questions. We'll get to them. That's the recap. And like Megan says, she believes in fairies. <laughs> I got to I got to nicely done. Nicely done. And I got to tell you of 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 all of the Dresden files that we have read up to this point in time, I don't think I've had as much I don't think I've laughed out loud as much at any of these books <laughs> yes. as I did at this one. Yeah. Um lots and lots of fun. Harry uh, Harry not Harry. Uh, Jim Butcher. I don't want to say he didn't have a stride before this, but this one is everybody keeps saying book 4 is where things pick up and I and I knew it cuz I read this book ahead of time, but it really reading it again is where everything starts to happen. The world expands, all these characters show up and we get kind of away from Harry Dresden PI to Harry Dresden wizard of this larger supernatural world. And also, yeah. you know, PI. Right. Well, and it's great cause he's, he's tying up some of the, I've, I have this ongoing post-it note. That's like, these are ongoing things. And one of them is what, what did Harry do to his mentor? And, you know, who was Elaine and just so many right. questions. And he just answers them in this book. He brings back Morgan. He brings back to he brings just a whole bunch of people and really starts uh, ramping things up. Getting what, excited. I do have one point of consternation on the writing, by the way. It, it, it's a little thing. It's not worth a point. So Is it I, how much regular so Coke wanna, Harry drinks? No. Because I'm kind of concerned. I don't blame him, but, you know. Okay. Wizard metabolism. Who can tell? I don't know. But Diabetes. Uh, it'll happen. It's just a little thing that's not a point, but I figured I'd throw it in here because we mentioned it. I, uh, he talks to Murphy. Murphy gets him to spill his guts about his old girlfriend. And then the very next chapter, surprise, uh-huh. she shows up. Uh-huh. Well, that's convenient. Anyway, I just. And, I mean, I guess he doesn't really have time to ha- feel a whole lot of emotions about her just suddenly showing up when he thought she's been dead for 20 years. Well, I, I just. But, uh, I, I, right, I found before, it. I found it very. This. Well, I, I just found it very episode <laughs> of the week, you yeah. know. Where in segment two, he talks about his girlfriend. At the end of segment two, she shows up. Cut to commercial. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't mind that he talked to Murphy about her. I don't mind that she showed up. I mean, she's obviously she's great to the story. I just, the whole connection, I'm like, come on. Yeah. I just, yeah. Eh. Well, maybe it. But it, that's nitpicking. Seriously, that is like a minor thing in this yeah. whole story. It just was the thing that caught me and made me go, eh. It's certainly, <laughs> it, it's certainly a piece that, that uh, you know, if he's, if he's writing a sprawling kind of a of a multi-episode piece and somebody's coming into it in the middle of things and they haven't read some of those pieces ahead of time yeah you know you've got to find some way of being able to introduce those things so i'm I'm willing to give him a pass on that but i get it i yeah. get it ken this is your second time through yes. this particular piece megan this is your first yes okay so we're in uncharted territory now for you yes okay can you read up through this one or up through the next one? I've read up through Cold Days, which is the next one after the next one. Okay, so so, so there's two more that you've read before the rest of us. Yes. Okay. I think um, Reddit will correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's Death Masks next and then Cold Days after that. And then we're into Uncharted Territory Uncharted, for you. Uncharted Territory. Okay, so that that could be interesting. And I and I barely remember what happens in the, the next two. I. Yeah. You know, when I read them, I'll go, oh, yeah, this. But I can't tell you what happens in them now. No, However, a lot of our Reddit readers who, you know, posted earlier saying, hey, we need more Dresden files. 
have read up to what is current. So yes. it sounds like we're really going to be leaning on them after the sixth book to get like really good questions that they've been thinking about to help us, you know. Well, and, and we got, we I'm got assuming we're going to get that too. far. So. I'll, you know, yeah, I'm sure we'll we do. throw them out there. But. I, I want to get first impressions though. Um, Megan, you have just within like the last half hour finished uh -huh. the book. Uh -huh. So first impression, what would you, I mean, just your, your, your initial, your initial, feeling and expression of of joy or delight or consternation what uh it's mostly delight i i really just want to heave like a great sigh because i'm like it's it's also stressful it's also kaboom <sighs> <laughs> i feel so much better like it's you know poor harry just works <laughs> he he gets so beat up in these books and every time he approaches the big baddie he's always you know beat up and hasn't eaten for days and hasn't slept for days and it's exhausting and i really can't relate to those particular things but i i feel for him <laughs> by the way when megan makes those noises like the 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 kaboom thing do that again the, kaboom yeah she turns into a cartoon <laughs> character folks she really does it's a live action cartoon character i've been randomly taking photos during this episode maybe i will put them on reddit later. <laughs> like a like a powerpuff girl a little bit ken what was what's your that you've got this is your second time through so yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us what your impressions of the book were. Oh, I, it was, it was a lot of fun and it was more fun the second time through. I, it wasn't like one of those, oh, I know what's coming. I know this is coming out, but it, it was fun to get to the action-y pieces and see the larger world stuff mm -hmm. again and be able to kind of just let it ride and, and not have to keep track of everything that's going on. There's still a lot to keep track of. I mean, cause I think by my count, there were a dozen new characters, uh -huh. something like that, and we have several new groups of uh, or, or factions of of supernatural to, to keep track of. I mean, so there's still a lot to keep track of, mm -hmm. but and much more detail about the different oh. the different pieces that we already knew. Yeah, we already so, knew about the world of fairy, but now we've got so much more detail about the world of fairy. We already yeah. knew about the White Council, but now we've got much more information about how the White Council works, about who else is on it. About yeah. how Harry gets on it, about yeah. how he may not stay on it, blah blah. Well, I mean, and that Harry's apparently the youngest on. wizard. Yeah. Well, and he's and he's not on the he's on the White Council, but he's not in the Senior Council, <laughs> right? Who he now has advocates with are on. Yeah, that that was. One should of we the, should we just talk about that really? Let's quick let's, let's talk about that first okay. little bit and about the, some of the politics that are involved in that in in the White Council. Did you guys have the feeling originally when he was talking about I'm on the White Council that somehow that was some kind of a a voting body. He had some kind of massive responsibilities. I mean, it made it sound like that all the time. Now to find out that the White Council is basically, oh yeah, well, it's all the wizards that actually subscribe to following the laws of magic and are right. willing to obl oblige themselves to the governing body of magic and mm -hmm. that there is a senior council that they're the ones that do the governing and a Merlin yeah. I kind of that, that is so I want to know more about the Merlin. The leader of the senior council is called the Merlin. <laughs> and that obviously awesome. Harry is not in good graces with the Merlin. No, the Merlin doesn't like him. There's a, there's another member of the senior council that is ready to gut him yeah. or let Morgan gut him or But they talk, you know, they they talk a little bit more about their powers versus Harry's power and you realize that Harry just really is very new and not really that skilled. Like yeah. he's pretty good, but he has a lot of polishing he needs to do. Yeah, but one of the one of the things that's interesting, and Harry talked about this too, is that um, he is he seems to be stronger than your average wizard mm -hmm. when you're kicking around with all of this stuff. Um, he talks about he talks a couple of times, and maybe that's because 
of the the bargain that was made with his godmother. Maybe mm. it's because he's the child of a wizard and a and a and an earthly mortal magician who was mm. trying really hard at all this stuff. But whatever it is, Harry's got some serious mojo that a lot of these other wizards don't have. Right. And probably freaks them out more than a little bit. I wonder about maybe that's the biggest thing. Yeah. There was another thing that is really interesting in the politics of this whole deal, and it has to do with Morgan. Um, you remember there there was a part at the toward the uh, toward the middle of the or, or almost to the end. Uh, Harry calls up and he says, mm -hmm. "You know, I need to talk to the White Council." And Morgan gets on the phone. And he says, "So, Jafail, we're going to come over and cut off your head, right? You remember that, <laughs> right, right?" And then and and he says something. He says, "Dresden, I had a one of my friends was an archangel." Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm and I I tried to go back to find that to find some kind of an earlier reference to that, and I don't remember that. Now, if if I if I missed that, and one of our editors can tell me where I missed that, either in this book or in another one. Uh, thank you. I will take that. But I, I was was the was the uh, was the wizard that was killed an archangel that was supposed to be defending him, or is I? But but I but I I caught that and I said to myself, okay, there's something else that's gone on that Harry's implicated in that we haven't seen lately, and I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, we really. Need, oh, go ahead. I need to look. I, as far as I understand, archangel was the safe house that was that was the the stronghold where the okay, senior council okay oh, okay where the senior council member uh presided i guess he and his his band of of uh white council anti-vamp shock troops you know that was so wiped they were, out they were called the white they were they called, called the, the archangel yeah so okay okay so okay. he has a friend that was that was one of those one of those I who got if that was wiped what out it, Wondered so. if that was what it was referring to, but but I, I it wasn't clear. At yeah. least it wasn't clear to me. Maybe it was because I was going too fast, right? And maybe and well, it was because I started laughing at some point in the book. <laughs> Probably, but it, it it goes back to the whole you know world building. Is there so many things coming in that all of a sudden you get a term? They're like archangel. What is that like a big deal? And maybe they were all archangels. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, or that it, was a title that they used, like Merlin, for the sure the the leader of the of the White Council. Well, and I would think Archangel would be a, more of a title for somebody like Michael, who right? So not here. I'm so disappointed. I, know. Uh, I knew he sure, wasn't. I'm sure he's coming back. I, sure I knew he wasn't. Back. I I know he shows back up. I'm just telling you now. He shows back up. Right. I don't know yeah. exactly. I don't remember how, but he's he he's back again. So. Well, you got to have Amarakis show back up. But yeah, so so when he says he had a friend who was an archangel, that's what he's talking about. Okay, he had one okay. of the friends that was wiped out by the red court. So as we're as we're looking at this and as we're getting a glimpse into this, Ken, you said something that's really kind of uh, that 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 has been something I've been thinking about. And that is that here's where we start to see Jim Butcher's world building. Yeah. You know, we've one of the things that we've talked about uh, a lot in different books and at different places is the world building that our authors do and how much detail they put into constructing the environment where the characters are going to run around and and, and play out their stories for us. Um, in some of them, there's a lot of there's a lot of world building that is done uh, along the way. Um, Sanderson is obviously an, an example of that. In others, there's a lot of world building that is implied but is never necessarily fleshed out very well mm -hmm. um uh frank herbert is a good example oh, of yeah. that there's yeah. lots of there there's lots of world building that he's done 
but a lot of it winds up getting implied and you have to kind of read between the lines to find it all out. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of superficial, this is this, and you can go, okay, I know that, I know that Arrakis is the chief planet. What about it? Well, I don't know. It's it's there. You'll it's, figure it out as we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll figure it out as we go. But it's, don't it's, you already it's, know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Arrakis is a bad uh, Arrakis is a bad example because that's the the main planet where everything happens. But uh, but like Caladan, for example, you know, yeah, like, it's the planet they came from. What else? I don't know. It's it's just there. Yeah. <laughs> you know there there are and and in in many cases the page count uh, is a good indication of how much world building is really going to be done. Yeah. Uh, in fact, as, as I go back and I look at some of the books that I read in the early eighties, uh, when I was just, when I was starting to cut my teeth on science fiction and fantasy, um, a lot of those books were five, 600 pages. Uh, but there was not a lot of world building in those five to 600 pages. Um, and, and if there was, it was kind of the, we'll scatter it through. We'll, we'll, we'll give you little bits and pieces. Um, it wasn't until we get, we get to, Brandon Sanderson, and we start getting lots of stuff front-loaded so that we can make sense out of all of mm -hmm. the story because the story relies so heavily on the world building that's been done. Jim Butcher has spent now four books kind of laying some foundational world building pieces. And I started thinking about it, you know, in, in word count or in page count, that makes it pretty much an awful lot like what we see in a Brandon Sanderson as far as the number of pages that it takes to finally start getting all of the pieces out so that everybody knows who we're playing with. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, we're at about page 1,300, 1,400. Yep. Somewhere in, in that in neighborhood the number now. Of, in his number of, in his page count. So yeah. it makes sense to me that we're, that now we're really starting to see the magical side of this world. In the first one, we didn't need that much. It was a private eye who happened to be a wizard. Right. The second one, private eye who happened to be a wizard, we'll give you a little bit more. Who now knows some werewolves. We, yeah. 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 The third one, private eye, werewolves and a little bit magical, of the never -never. mystical beings. Well, yeah. yeah. And some friends who have some powers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it, it does, it makes total sense to me that we're fleshing out a lot, a lot more of those kinds of pieces. I want to uh, lay some questions in here from Reddit. Because a lot of the questions that were posed are a lot of the questions that I think we were pretty much primed to answer already. Right. But I want to, I want to, I like. Uh, giving props to our Reddit, yeah, let's, redditors let's, because like-minded. You know, let's throw like the names out let's there. Do, so. do we know what our what our fans are being called now? Do uh, we do we have a name? Oh. Wait, we have a name. Oh. We have a name. What, are, what did we call we them? Have six different names. We have oh, six, six we have names. different names. Okay. Okay, we'll have to check all right, that out. So, so we're we're gonna go check the Reddit uh, the Reddit flare. You guys, you have six different names. This is exciting. Wow. That means that no demon can ever completely own you because you're oh, gonna have to understand how to post. say them all. Oh, that's right. We have clans. We have one, clans. One for each of us. Really? Yeah. So. We'll come back. Minus to that. like we'll come back Megan's Craig's, Mary Menagerie. Craig, Craig's <laughs> looking them up for us because he's frustrated that we haven't looked our own stuff up. No, I yeah, I don't know, but. Uh, Okay, Sorry. Oh, a, oh, oh, oh. Hold on. Craig's going to tell well, us. I feel like we need to give you a microphone, Craig. Uh, cult of Craig. Cult of Craig. That makes sense. Todd. Troop of Todd. <laughs> uh, the Knights of Ken. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Knights, the Knights of, of Ken. Ken. That's right. I remember that. It made uh, me happy. Ryan's Roughnecks. Ryan's, Ryan's Roughnecks. Roughnecks. I like <laughs> it. Sounds about right. The Kindred of Kyle. <laughs> Kindred of Kyle. <laughs> and Megan's Merry Menagerie. Nobody wants Mary to be. Menagerie. It's like Hufflepuff. Nobody wants to be in. <laughs> it's just kidding. <laughs> Did you just say that you were like myself. Hufflepuff? 
I mean, if you know me, you know I'm a Slytherin. You're pure Slytherin, sweet. You know you are. But I do masquerade as a Hufflepuff really well. Yeah, yes, you do. Man, we seriously derailed. So, Kev, let's listen to... Give us some questions from our Redditors. All right. Rowan Kenobi says, uh, Some people get lost trying to follow fairy politics. In my opinion, it's what really opens up the world and sets Dresden apart. Uh, Its role going forward only adds to Harry's complicated life. How how do you feel about the never-never and and the stuff that that we're finding now? I really, I, I'll jump in first if that's okay. I I really liked um, the the way that the interplay of the politics was starting to starting to be fleshed out. The, one of the things that was really interesting was Tutu talking about we haven't been called uh, when when he first meets Harry mm-hmm. in this book. You know, he says we haven't been called, and if, and you can't make us do anything if we haven't been called. And he's like, I I don't know what you're talking about. He says we know you're working for Winner. Um, and, and everybody knew that before Harry had a chance to say anything, Mm -hmm. right? Winter's mark is on him. That was fascinating. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't sound like it's been removed. No, he still has to do two more tasks. The winter, winter's emissary is, that's like a, like its own mantle. It sounds Mm -hmm. like, because there's the Lord Marshal, there's the Mm -hmm. knight, the lady, the queen, and the mother. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got right. we've got some real. And Harry is bound up in Winter Court. He's, he's which the is winter interesting emissary. because it doesn't right. really offer him protection. No, in fact, in some ways, it makes him more vulnerable. Yeah, he's a mark because because he is marked now as a target. Mm-hmm. And while it allows him a little bit more access to the world of she, to the world of fairy, don't call him that to their face. It, it also pits him against some of the people that he needs. Mm-hmm. He needs this. He, in this one, he mm-hmm. needed uh, this. He needed to know what was going on with this, with the, the both sides yeah. of the she world. Yeah. And it made it that much harder for him because of this. I'm, I, I agree. I think figuring out this, the, the politics behind the land of fairy makes them much more deadly and much more treacherous for him to get neg- to navigate. Oh yeah. Well, I, and is, oh, I I would like to go. May I? Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, wait. I usually I usually just let whoever else talks at the same time just go. And no, this time please I would go. Like to go. I I, I want to hear more from you guys. Anyway. How very many because we in book two they talked about the different kinds of werewolves, and now we learned that there are like eight thousand different kinds of fairies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably 16 that I could name off really quickly. Well, and it sounds like there are difference between there's fairies and demons mm-hmm. and pixies mm-hmm. and wild and fae. wild fae. And, and yeah. then you've got like the centaur who... Which is a wild fae, I think is what... He's the considered a wild yeah. fae. Yeah, centaurs and ogres and... So you have so many very trolls, different guys. And they all have their, their own... I mean, they're like humans where we all have our own goals and things that we're trying to navigate, but we also have this structure where they have the queen and yet the queen is not as powerful as the mother and all of this is going on. And I just find it interesting that um, Jim Butcher draws upon, Billy mentions it at the end and he's like, we, you know, we've been doing all this stuff about fairies and all, and nobody's mentioned William Shakespeare once, but we have, <laughs> you know, we have right. Queen Mab and we have Titania and we have, um, uh, they. Harry mentions that, all of the versions of heaven you can think of are actually in the never never and i really appreciate that he doesn't just say oh well actually all the versions of heaven like valhalla and everything they're actually all the same thing no they're all separate but they're all in the never never right and so like again like it's it's not as cut and dried as oh actually it's all one thing 
Yeah. I he's, like that. He's certainly giving us a, a, a much uh, a much more complete palette of mm-hmm. things to work with. And he's giving himself an opportunity to just be able to dig into whatever he wants later. Yeah. Yep. He's not limiting himself, which is just really exciting. Which is probably how he gets 15 books and counting right. out yes. of this. So. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, we talked about the negative aspects of him being the winter emissary, but there are some positives as well. This is another question that that same Redditor brought up, yeah. but I, sure. it, we were talking about it anyway, so we're just going to keep rolling. But <laughs> I, it, yeah, I mean, it puts the winter's mark on him. Basically, that's what we're calling it. Who knows what it's called? But it marks him as kind of a, he's on the side of winter, but that also gives him some allegiance it doesn't offer him like any supernatural protection like you can't hurt me because of this but it also might mean that hey you did a solid for the the winter court winter court's gonna come running yeah the winter royals want him to be their new knight and he's also like you know really besties with the new summer lady and summer night yeah exactly i mean so he's he's making some good he's making good contacts in uh in the never never courts so he'll be able to work across the aisle. We want <laughs> uh, to believe that's true. Partisan or bipartisanship. We we, we make we make well, that. We want to believe that's true, but you know, fairies are mercurial and they can change their minds at any time. And also Harry just has a talent for rubbing people the wrong way. So we don't know what's gonna happen in the future. Did you guys just call Harry Dresden the Never Never's John McCain? No. No. <laughs> Maybe the Never Never's Tip O'Neill. Um, uh, there you go. There you go. There we go. So <laughs> oh wait what do you expect from an old man um so anyway oh, we, we uh we, do we have another question from reddit before we move on <laughs> oh we we have so many um Hooray. well uh, sheed actually that's that's the actual name of the redditor you know like like the, like she, the she yeah like the she in in the never never asks uh do you guys think there's any particular reason that the ladies, queens, mothers were given such distinct personalities? I mean, yeah, because they're distinct characters. I mean, well, but there, but there's more than that. Um, I, at least for me, um, one of the things that I found was that that is really, at least for me, that was really interesting uh, about about this idea is that it took me back to all of the Brothers Grimm fairy tales. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Ooh, the creepy yeah. ladies in the hut. The creepy ladies in the hut. That's yes. one that. Yeah, we talked about that. The crones. That. So yeah, yeah, the, and which which also um, which also mimics uh, uh, Macbeth, uh, the the creepy crones from Macbeth mm-hmm. that would tell things in the future, but they don't leave their place. Right, they stay at their place. Right. One of the things that was that was fascinating to me about that is that there is there is power in those in those old creepy ladies Mm -hmm. but they're portrayed as old frail can't really leave they don't muster much magic they don't they don't wield it like a club uh and they don't and they don't use it as a force to try and get their way that's the way the queens work but the mothers have so much power that they can unravel whatever it is that any of the queens or the ladies are trying to do and they don't take one of the things that I found really interesting was that the mothers live together. They take care of each other. Right. Because they recognize that, yeah, we may be at odds with each other, but we need each other. Right. Something that the that obviously in this book, Aurora did not really understand, which is why she was trying to upset the balance, which was why she was just so cockeyed crazy. 
mm-hmm. um, about the entire thing is that she didn't understand the nature of balance. The mothers understand the nature of balance. The queens don't seem to. The queens seem to be all about massing power, using power, wielding power. But the mothers seem to understand that there's far more to this art. There's a subtlety to the art of wielding power mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the rest of the characters didn't understand. And that one of the things that I one of the things that it gave me a chance to to look at, and maybe it's just because this this last year's been an interesting year for me personally, as I've been going through some of these things, is that I see that there's a very different way of looking at all of the events going on around you, depending on where you're at in your growth cycle. Mm-hmm. The the mothers are seeing it and they recognize that it has to be stopped. The queens are seeing it and they're massing for war and the ladies are seeing it and they're trying to figure out how to make Harry do their bidding. I mean, they're, they're trying to mm-hmm. figure out how to move the pawns around so that they can position them better for themselves. It's fascinating that each one of them, depending on where they're at in their level of maturity and their level of power, looks at the same situation and the same characters with such dramatically different pieces. I think Butcher's trying to tell us that we need to be aware of the fact that your level of experience is going to change your wit, your ability to see subtleties and nuances along the way. That is a very interesting level three way to look at it that, that I kind of didn't pick up, but I can see it. And it's true because as they go up, it's like uh, with every level, they play a longer and longer game. Yep. So the that's why yeah. the mothers are kind of like up here. We we let them do what they want, but we know what is going on. And they really are, if not omniscient, then omniscient. I don't know how you would say yeah. like N- nearly omniscient, nearly Semi- omniscient, semi phenomenal, nearly cosmic power. Well, sure. and in addition, in <laughs> addition <you> <laughs> to that, um, each of them, like obviously, each of them has their different outcome that they're looking for but elaine mentions at one place point because he says yeah no i know it isn't aurora because she's like so sweet and, and it just doesn't seem like mave's personality like she's too flighty and elaine just looks at him she's like um do you think maybe she's playing up on your expectations yeah. like maybe that's not who she actually is yeah. she's you just trying to make you believe something you so that you she, you do what she wants you, you to d- do you didn't buy that nymphomaniac act did you <laughs> <laughs> i mean Let's oh, let's weird talk pond lady. since since we're right here. Let's talk about Tallythan's comment. I think that's how you say it. I'm happy that despite Harry having, he says two rivers or she says two rivers type notions about women, then crosses that out and says strong feelings about always helping women. <laughs> <laughs> that he was able to deal with Aurora without undue amount of anguish. So kind of the same thing, playing on his. Well, to be fair, Aurora did seem really covered up the whole time. Yeah. I mean, she was wearing overalls in that first scene. In the last scene, she's wearing like the dress and the armor. The battle armor. So, um, since you mentioned Elaine, uh, how do you feel about the return of Elaine? We, we kind of briefly glossed over it. I, yeah, I just feel like it should have been more momentous than it had a chance to be. Yeah. I think that's because it's going to be. How? So. Uh, yeah. I think we're. I th- I don't think we're done with Elaine. I don't think he, I don't think Jim Butcher's done with Elaine. I think Elaine is going to still play a much larger role. Again, Elaine's the winter or the summer emissary. The summer emissary, right. That's true. And so if, if Harry's role as the, as the uh, winter emissary is not yet done, then perhaps Elaine's is not yet done. Now she does indicate the debt that she owed to Matt, uh, to Aurora Mm -hmm. is not repaid 
So is the debt transferred to the new summer lady? And no, if so, he, he does say, because I just read this part it's in the last chapter. He, she's, she says that Aurora's basically gone, so there isn't anybody to worry about it. So as far as we know, it doesn't cross as, over, but she could be wrong. As far as she as knows. As I could also knows. be wrong. It and happens all the time. And that's the other thing is that I wonder, I wonder if someone will come along and call for that debt. Yeah. Um, and so it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if, her role as the summer emissary and that role and that piece of it is still going to play a role. In yeah. The and she's not going to be able to be hidden for forever. Mm-mm, I no. mean, the white council is not aware of her right now, but at some point they will be, and then there will be hell to pay. And Harry will have to help pay it because he has to save everyone. Especially and, since what's, what's his mentor's name? Justin. Um, Elixir. No, not, not Justin. Eben, that was Eben, Ebenezer. Ebenezer. Yeah. Justin was their mentor that I'm he working. killed and she sided with. Yeah. Um, yes. But Ebenezer. That she was enthralled by. Right. She didn't have any choice. No, no. She was, she was enthralled. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. We're So we're all on the same page with that one. We're like taking that with a grain of salt, right? Uh-huh. There were a great okay. many wizards who uh-huh. claimed they do, do you know who's bidding under the auspices <laughs> of the Imperius he who, curse. He who will not be named. <laughs> that guy. I'm, I'm just saying. But you, uh, you brought up a couple of uh, questions, not questions, but... Things I, I forgot to mention earlier, but but I found very interesting is when, um, what's the summer lady's name? The new summer lady, Lily. Uh, Lily. Lily, yes. And uh, is it Lily or was she the one that died? No, no the that one that was died was Ma- uh, Meryl. Meryl. Okay. Anyway, uh, a lot of M names in this yeah. book. Yeah, there are. But but the changelings all came to Harry, and he was quick to help them. And now a couple of them are in. Uh-huh. positions of authority with summer in the fey realm and word is going to start getting around here i mean you've got lower supernatural creatures like the like um the wolf pack yeah and you've got higher supernatural characters like like the summer court now who who have come to harry with a need that he has pretty much dropped everything to help and gone yeah. out of his way even at his own personal cost mm-hmm. Word's going to start getting around. Hey, this guy is a friend to supernatural creatures, which might not be good for him either. But so this brings up something that I was that that I was going to bring up later. But as as long as we're talking about it, let's let's talk about it. And this is a couple of level three. There's a there's a level three theme that really ran through this book. Um, that is that that I found um, uh, very very interesting to explore, and that. At least for me, that that level three theme was the theme of friendship and loyalty. Um, this the the loyalty that that Dresden inspires in others because of his willingness to be true to a cause. Um, Billy and the Alphas mm-hmm. seem to just do whatever he said. I mean, we, we get we get an indication that that obviously they've been off doing their own thing, taking out some organized crime and. You know, being being vigilante werewolves or whatever, because you know he's talked about he he talks about oh you know a couple of them they they've certainly changed they've certainly gotten tougher they've mm-hmm. they're no longer the little children anymore that they were they've got some scars you know he's he's they are buff dudes they, they there's, are buff there's dudes. been something that's changed with them we we aren't privy to all of it but but obviously when Harry shows up it commands some immediate loyalty in them and and that's power um, likewise the the changelings that came to him they had some they had some loyalty amongst themselves but it was they 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 struggled with that depending on which one you were looking at based on their 
based on a, a, a question of loyalty on the other side. Remember Ace that abandoned mm -hmm. the other changelings and actually betrayed Lily in part of that process mm -hmm. because he believed that his first loyalty was to the Fae instead of his loyalty to his friends. Yeah. And this idea of friendship, especially between Meryl and Lily, uh, Meryl and Fix, and and then eventually Meryl and Meryl to Harry and Fix yeah. to Harry mm -hmm. because of what he was willing to do on behalf of Lily. This idea of, of friendship and of loyalty and of what it takes to create that kind of a bond and that Harry is willing to sacrifice to create those kinds of bonds is really a fascinating, it, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful description of what friendship is about. I read an article, um, uh, an, an unrelated article that was talking about, uh, about the nature of friendship and about how, how, friend, how the word friendship or the concept of friendship has really undergone a, 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 sh a shift over the last probably 20 years. Um, and that we use it in a much more casual manner than, than it probably used to be used. We call people that we have acquaintance with friends when really maybe we would have called them something slightly different. Mm -hmm. Friends are the people that, friends are the people that sacrifice for you. They're the people that will, that will be there to be counted on when it's important and when it's critical. They're, they're people that have an investment in a relationship and they're willing to be inconvenienced in order to make sure that that relationship survives and grows and thrives. And, and this, this book, for me at least, really explored that quite beautifully. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's been something that's been on my mind a lot. Uh, it's been something that I've, that I've started to recognize um, and, and, you know, maybe I'm reading more into it because of where I'm at. I, and we've talked about that too, that oftentimes mm -hmm. where we are at personally changes the way that we see different pieces of the, of the puzzle. This is a, this is a theme and it's a theme that I think we are, um, we are better when we understand it. And then when we make choices about how to, how to deal with those kinds of relationships that we are in, Harry's opportunity to do that. And it always comes at a cost always comes at a cost that cost is time that cost is personal convenience that cost is sometimes in all kinds of other pain and difficulty but people will do it for harry mm -hmm. because they know that harry will do it for them and i love the way that harry is structured he's not structured as a as a goody two-shoes or as a go as a do-gooder he's structured as an ordinary person who will be, what is it that, that Murphy called him stupidly stubborn about Probably. following through with something that he says he's going to do, but that engenders mm -hmm. the loyalty and friendship from all of these other people as he moves along trying to do his part. Even when he knows he's going to probably die because of it, yeah. everybody else will come along because they're like, dude, uh, there was a, there was a, sorry, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but it reminded, it just reminded me of a of a scene in the American President when Michael J. Fox is talking about the fact that people will crawl through this they will crawl through the desert and they will eat the sand if they can find somebody that they will follow that will speak with confidence and conviction and give them something to follow and I feel like Harry Dresden is that person for a lot of these people they're looking for someone to follow 
for someone to have some loyalty and some confidence in. And he's willing to stand up and say, everybody else is running for cover, but I will stand up and I will take all of the hits to do it. Yeah. I love that. I do too. And it's one of the, and it, maybe it's one of the reasons why I've really uh, resonated and really enjoyed the series. Well, and I have to say, I'm, I, I really like that point. I like the way you said it. And I am grateful that it was finally in this book because Murph has been saying mm -hmm. this entire time, please tell me what's going on. I really actually want to help. Yep. I would like to be good at my job. I can see that you're struggling. Please let me help. And in this book, he finally tells her everything. Yeah. Like they're early on in the book. He's like, oh no, I need to protect her. I need to protect her. And then he finally is like, nope, she needs to know what's going on. I'm actually going to tell her everything and take her into my confidence. And then she ends up saving him pretty great in the Walmart. <laughs> Can we talk about the Walmart scene for yeah, just a second? Walmart. <laughs> the Walmart and the disorientation gas. And oh, the I want to talk about him telling her really quick. My favorite part was that he tells, he drops all of these, you know, big truth bombs on her and her, her reaction is those spineless, arrogant, <laughs> yeah. cowardly sons of, you know. It doesn't even phase her. Yeah, uh, she's just, she's like, Poli yeah, politics those... is politics, whether you're a wizard or a senator. Yeah. 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 It was, she's it was all, and she's on Harry's she's... side. Well, because Harry's on the side of, you know, humans. So right. glad. And surviving. So right. glad that Harry recognized that the one person that he really needs is Murphy. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and, he, and he still did it in a manner uh, that is him looking out for her too, because he's like, this is eating you up. I need to let you in so that you can cope. Yes. Yeah. You know, so but you it, can know for the rest of it. But also he recognizes that I need, I need you to know because I need you to know. Yeah. So, and I also hope a little bit, I mean, I, I think with him seeing how much she is hurting and how much she has been through like in the last year, because in, you know, the previous book, she was, dream raped and yes. by somebody who looked like Harry and he's really trying to um, restore that relationship and help her to heal. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, I, sorry, we distracted okay. you. I lost we my distracted train of thought. It's fine. Well, it was not a very interesting train. Well, well, actually, should we talk no, about the Walmart? Uh, yeah. Let's, let's living at the Walmart. My, Mur I, Murphy's got a girl gun. Murphy's got a girl gun. <laughs> oh, that was. Oh, that whole thing made me so happy. That was great too. If you don't do this, I'll tell them that you're a girl and you wear a skirt and blah, blah, blah. and she's like, I hate you so much. <laughs> oh, hold on, I'm trying uh, to. Let's see if I can do this. I, I'm trying to find the. Uh, not a lot of clandestine meetings involving oh. mystical assassination, theft of arcane powers, and the balance of power in the realms of the supernatural had taken place in a Walmart supercenter. <laughs> like, all right there you go sums it up nicely Love it. i also like this uh this is dresden to murphy you'll get through it what if i don't i squeeze your fingers then i will personally make fun of you every day for the rest of your life i will call you a sissy girl in front of everyone you know tie frilly aprons on your car and lurk in the parking lot at cpd and whistle and tell you to shake it baby every single day and then murphy responds you do realize I'm holding a gun, right? <laughs> I just love their relationship. There are some the the uh, the Walmart feel the. Okay, I I gotta tell you, if there is any place in the world that is less magical than Walmart, <laughs> I cannot think of a better place. Less magical no. with more freaks of the never never. So so yeah. this this place for it for, for a huge <laughs> conflict between Harry and the ogre. So much fun. We we haven't talked about Grum. 
uh, yeah. Grum the Ogre, but uh, and and his role in this whole deal. But I gotta tell you, when uh, as, as they're going through this whole and and the silliness of the marbles and and all of those getting flattened, <laughs> and of course that causes problems oh, with Murphy later. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I again, uh, th- this is this is where I f- I find myself laughing out loud when <laughs> when they come out and uh, they come out at Grum and he says. He says, stay thee, ogre. You know, and he goes in the overdramatic voice, I do not fear thee, wizard. You know, all these kinds of things. And he's, your, your wizard's flame will not hurt me. And he says, well, that's a good thing. I got the, just the normal variety. And he holds up the canister. Though. Okay, between, <laughs> between figuring out how to use a chainsaw to take down an ogre Dude. and a little bit of gasoline to make it all worse, I'm just, I, the, the, whole, the whole Walmart scene for me and the the chlorophene mm-hmm. oh um, yeah yeah <laughs> and, and and let's be honest uh, let me be honest when i'm listening to it i'm getting all kinds of interesting things because i get to listen to james marster as he as he's reading it sure the plant monster it's really hard to come up with names for these things in the spur of the moment i'm sitting there and i'm listening to this and i'm and i'm thinking to myself i really want to be there when he reads the next one i just yeah. want to be a fly on the wall and just watch yeah. i would pay money for that um <laughs> james watch, Marsters, if yeah, you're listening watch i would pay money to just watch um but but this this whole deal this whole deal as 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 the, the description of what's going on in the walmart is taking place i'm i'm looking at it and i'm saying to myself you know this is where the 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 interesting interplay and the and the and the necessity of Harry and Murphy together becomes so critical mm-hmm. because Murphy using a ordinary chainsaw and Harry using non-magical implements mm-hmm. does so much more damage than could otherwise be done. They drives the beetle into the chlorophene. And because it's a Volkswagen bug, he actually survives. I mean, the whole yeah. the, 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 there are so many there are so many funny parts about this that that it almost goes it almost sets up and says, "Look, Harry, the the more that you try and use your wizard stuff, the more you may complicate things because they're prepared to defend against that, but they're not prepared to defend against these more mundane tools." Yeah, they're and in the I real world, if, but they don't necessarily understand it. I wonder if that's not going to be something that Jim Butcher is going to be able to describe and and explore a lot more as we go forward into some of these other into some of these other places. Yes, the beings of the never never. Yes, the supernatural beings have powers that make them formidable, but when they are in physical form, corporeal form, mm-hmm. there are things about us mortals that they don't understand that maybe we can figure out how to take advantage of. He talks about pulling that nail out and stabbing it in Grum's arm. Oh yeah. And that being enough to distract him and save his life. Little, little pieces of mundane, ordinary life that can be used the right way and maybe amplified if you've got the right person doing it. Hallelujah that we've got Murphy to be able to help (laughs) Harry figure those pieces out. Amen. I just, I love the image of her wearing like this big random blanket and she pulls out a chainsaw that's probably as long as she is, because she's like Cause five she's foot tiny. nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, and in I, my mind, she's Kristen Bell. It's just like, yes, you get him. I loved it. Yep. I loved it. It was absolutely beautiful. So uh, let me ask it. Do we have another? Do we have another credit, uh, question from Redditor? We have a we have from a few. Redditor? I I kind of want to rapid fire them at the end because they're oh. kind of like predictions and and. Uh, well, let, let, let's ask about this one really quick. Um, 
just just because it doesn't necessarily fit anywhere else. But um, so many people. This is from Refrigerator, our old friend. Um, I don't know what it is. Might be because of the audiobooks versus listening. But this book is where I started to get lost. The world started to lose a little bit of its shine. I'm hoping. Um, hoping that huh. it gets better as it, it continues on. So many people seem to love this series and downplay the first book or two, but I really enjoyed those. It's possible that whatever the stylistic narrative switch that's being pulled is changing the series in a way that's losing me while hitting everyone else the right way. I, I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily um, a bad thing. And I can see, I can see how that would be a point because honestly you lose like we, we kind of mentioned in the beginning, you're, going from Harry Dresden PI who's a wizard to Harry Dresden wizard who does some PI work. Yeah. Basically you this is the start of kind of a rapid tonal shift and I I agree with with him. I think refrigerators a him. But I, I agree that, that I agree that it's happening. Cold days was it cold no it wasn't cold days. Well, uh, full moon. Full moon. Full moon was number 2. I I thought it was it's fantastic. You yeah. know, I I I didn't crap on the first two or three books as much as, as a lot of people do. And, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to give somebody, you know, a static for their, for their points of view on a, on a book. People like different things. It's fine. Um, but I, I liked the way that they sat. I liked the tone of them. And I just, I happen to think that these ones kind of build more for me. I like the bigger world. I like the more epic, grander things that are, that are happening. Yeah. So. It's, it, it does. It, it, it certainly is not um, it, people who people who initially like um, people who in, initially like the 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 familiarity of the Dresden Files may be put off a little bit by the amount of uh, supernatural piece uh, supernatural pieces that start to be pl uh, put on the on the playing board mm -hmm. in this particular book. Um, but I think it's I, I think that's one of the pieces that you have to expect was coming. Sure. Um, you know, we've we've had just enough hints that there were big things happening in the world of magic um, with the with the demon war or excuse me, with the vampire war, with Harry calling up demons, with people saying things you don't know what's going on. And I think we're still going to be seeing more more string pulling. I think we're going to we're going to find more out about some big pieces that have been moving this whole process along yeah. um, that are being hinted at. Yeah, but are but are still not all. I, I'm I'm not sure we've seen all of the pieces be put on the table yet. Yeah, did either of you watch Grimm? Yeah, TV show Grimm. Uh, yeah, I watched some of it. I I, didn't see a lot of I it. feel like um, I kind of it, I because kind of Grimm, fell Grimm would out start out like two thirds of the season would be, you know, every episode would be a a capsule episode where it's kind of you know the detective is solving some murder mystery and it happens to be done by some Vessin supernatural creature and. You know, and so he has to take care of it. And then the last third of the season would be taking care of this whole overarching thing that had actually yeah. been building for the whole season. Yeah. Um, and it it was always very jarring, but those those episodes where you'd get to the end and they were really addressing the whole overarching uh theme mm -hmm. were always more interesting to me. That I right. I wish that they had done a better job of like integrating that through those first episodes so that it just seemed more good. Coherent, but I feel like there's a little bit of that in this book where all of a sudden it's like, oh, these first three were just kind of setting up the world, and here are these pockets of here are the vampires, here are the werewolves, here are more, oh, here are ghosts and vampires, and now we've got, you know, fairies. But this book really is opening up, like I said, it's 
it's taking themes and questions we had from the first couple of books and answering them and then opening it up and bringing yeah. in new characters yeah. and just kind of broadening things. Answering them in a way that lets us know, here's the surface answer. But by the way, that opens up a lot more questions. Mm -hmm. I will say this also as, uh, as somebody who likes the first couple books and starts to feel lost, keep going. Yeah. Oh, okay. Keep, keep going. It, uh, I grant I don't have you know the full scope of knowledge or anything like that, but it yeah, it, it still gets relatable and it is still fun. And this isn't really a spoiler because I mean you can kind of see it coming, but you get more Murphy. Oh yeah. Oh good. Coming up, and I you have to. There was a sad lack of Bob in this. There will be there more. There's a Bob. lack of Bob. <laughs> I, we haven't been back to that bar from the first up, the first book. Yeah, we haven't seen Max since since uh, the first book. Yeah, but I think we will again. I hope so. Because because we need to. That was one of the things we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, let's let's talk about Bob for just a second. Do you get the feeling that you get the feeling that that uh, as we deal with Bob, that there's a there's a lot more between Bob and Harry than Harry's letting on. How do you mean? So Bob has this. Bob, Bob is uh, this disembodied spirit living in this in the skull, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It's been around for hundreds of years. He's Was trying Bob to help. a person at one point? Do we know anything about that? As I understand, I don't think we've had that revealed. Okay. Anyway, continue. but I think from from some stuff that I remember in the that was revealed in the television series, the, the TV series seemed to seem to indicate that he was he had been a wizard of great power who got killed, and that uh, that could just be something they made for the TV show. I honestly don't know. Might this be, isn't me trying to hide something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, because remember, he talks about the he talks about the fact that Bob. It's easier to say Bob. Bob in the skull than Bob the spirit of intellect that knows all things. Yes. Right. So, uh, but, but, but Bob is always, Bob is like Harry's Jiminy Cricket. Um, he, he yeah. gives him insight. He gives him information, but he's also watching out for him. And I wonder if, if it's because Bob doesn't want to be put into service for an evil wizard again. Uh, because I'm wondering if he didn't come with, that, if he didn't get him from Justin, I don't know that we know that yet, um, but uh, thank you. Ken just did something that makes me think. Okay, keep reading, keep reading. Um, but but I but I love the fact that Bob is there to try and guide Harry into places where he's not going to be in trouble himself. Mm -hmm. Right when he says he says I just had you know I just got hired by Mab, and then Bob is silent, <laughs> and he says Mab. <laughs> the Mab, Queen of Darkness and Air, that Mab. Yeah, yeah, she has me to find a murderer. Well, why didn't you offer her a baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where that's from. Okay, because I had highlighted, and I, I couldn't remember the context for it, but I'd highlighted a conversation. Yeah. Uh, Bob, I need to know about these queens. Which ones? The ones that are, who were, or who are to come. I stared at the school for a second while the headaches did settle comfortably in. <laughs> There's got to be a simpler parlance than that. That's so typical. You won't steal a baby, but you're too lazy to conjugate. <laughs> Bob, we don't need to talk about that. Conjugate. Conjugate. Oh, you're so... <laughs> I really, really... I would like more of Bob. Bob, yeah. is, yes. Bob is the plucky comic relief. Yeah. And I'm so glad that we've got him and I'm so glad that Jim Butcher uses him as, as effectively as he does. And I'm glad between Bob, Toot Toot, I, this book, well, I, there were so many moments that were, that were, that stand out as funny, 
lighthearted moments in the midst of all of the the stuff. Favorite one? Favorite funny moment in the in this book? Oh, you're asking or are you telling I'm me? I'm asking. First? I'm what, asking first. You want to hear mine? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, in, it's when they're when they're about to go into battle, the werewolves are howling, and the troll and, and Meryl is screaming. And he slams his staff down and gives out his battle cry. I, I don't, don't believe, believe in yeah. fairies. Yep. There you go. Okay, worth a shot. <laughs> I just, yeah. My wife walks in and she says, what is so funny? And I play it for her and she's like, that's just weird. <laughs> it's, that sounds like her. It's just because you're old because I laughed as well. <laughs> my daughter, I played it for my daughter and she looks at me and she goes, I like it. I want to go watch the Peter Pan with Jason Isaacs again. Uh, so what about you guys? What about you guys? Nothing sticking out in my brain. I've read, I read my Walmart quote. I thought that was funny. And that's the, I, nothing, no one thing really ever sticks out to me. I just, I love the little, I love the little aside things that the, the things that just kind of fall apart as he's trying to make the, like, like the, uh, like the, the plant monster, for example, like, Hard to come up with these on the fly. Just, I'm out of. Yeah. I got nothing. The, you know, the plant monster. I, the plant okay, monster reached after them. Murphy with its stumps. Yeah. <laughs> Get it? Stumps. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy when Toot Toot and his crew come in oh. that first time. Oh and yeah. He's like, and Toot Toot is like, you know, he's created this army, but he has all of the terms wrong. <laughs> Caption report. <laughs> and and I'm like, wait, is that was that a typo? And I'm looking, and it just it keeps going. Corpse oral, first class privy, second class privy. Everyone's here, generous, and we're hungry. Like, okay. When 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 James Marsters when James Marsters read it, all of those voices kept going higher in pitch too. <laughs> I mean, oh you want to take them seriously, but they're when six he when he high. when he opens up the when he opens up the valise. And Tutu comes screaming out and says, in the name of the pizza Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Again, this vicious, vicious group. And they were vicious. Oh, yeah. With their box cutters. With their their, Their steel box cutters. Their steel box cutters. Slicing a rope. And and it's one of those moments where I got to be honest. I was expecting somebody to say, and they came along and they said, we'll heal Aurora. We'll fix her mind. We'll help. Nope. Nope. They mm-hmm. let her bleed to death. I mean, wow. Right? Yeah. Brutality. And, you know, and Harry's realizing that, oh, like, us letting her die could actually continue to fulfill her prophecy. So I'm going to body slam her off of this table while she's dying. Yep. They're, like, no yeah. mercy. Yeah. yeah, no. Like this Ken was is... saying, I mean, she he has this chivalric attitude towards women, but this woman, Not, no. It's, it's, it's damsel in distress. This woman was not but, in Well, but this fairy, not a woman. But if you're a monster, that was an. But that was another part um, that that maybe we'll get a chance to come back to. That's that's a little bit of level three, and maybe we'll get a chance to talk about it. Um, but the other question that I have, and I, but it's but it looks like you're coming to a Reddit question. The other question oh, that I have is, yeah. uh, what about your favorite punch and moment in this in this piece? I mean, my my favorite punch and moment we already talked about. It's at the Walmart. Yeah. Murphy and Murphy and uh, Murphy and Dresden taking on an ogre with very mundane kind of tools. And just the way that it all plays out, so much fun. Yeah, I do like that image of Murph with the, with the chainsaw. Um, yeah, that's boy. I don't, 
I don't know. I the, this was the a punch and book made it was, for you. It was so punching, <laughs> and I I so, loved every bit so of it. Much. And honestly, there were like I, I don't want to say hundreds because there were only like three hundreds of pages, but there were like fifties <laughs> of pages where yeah. I didn't stop to take a note or anything. I was just like, let's just keep piling on because yeah. this yeah. is so exciting, you know. And uh, I I thought that the end was absolutely fantastic and it's what you expect for the, the climax of a book is is to be bigger than the rest of the book and it's supposed to be where all the culminating action happens and it was just so good that everything and, and it was still even a little bit scary i mean you kind of expect harry's going to be all right mm-hmm. but maybe not everybody in harry's orbit is going to yeah. be all right well and People meryl die. like burst through and she's chosen to become a troll yeah. yeah, and she's like oh, all yeah. powerful and just crushing through everyone. Just a fantastic self-sacrifice moment, I yeah. thought. And, you know, and yeah, she's—it's sad. She's a troll, but taking care of a friend. You know, she sacrificed, and she didn't die, right? She's still a troll. Oh, yeah, no, no, she no, died. She's dead. Did she die? Yeah. I she didn't died. remember. She died in that fight. Yeah, but but I think that I I think that this is and this is a a, a theme that keeps being replayed. But but Harry is the one that inspires it. He's mm-hmm. willing to take the risk. He's willing to put himself on the line, recognizing that he probably... Now, of course, all of us as readers, we know he's going to survive because it's called the Dresden Files. Yeah, there, right. And there, there are 11 more books. books. Yeah. yeah. So we, we're, we're not looking at it and wondering if Harry's going to survive. We're looking at it and wondering how he's going to survive and how yeah. all of these pieces are going to fall into place. Jim Butcher does a wonderful job writing that. But, but Harry as a character... Being willing to make the hard choice for himself inspires others to be willing to make the hard choices mm-hmm. as well. It just doesn't always work out so well for them. And, and I was just so proud of Harry when Morgan comes to like goad him into, you know, fighting Morgan mm-hmm. so that they can have the guy like listening outside to be like, oh yeah, no, Harry totally was, you know, in the wrong so that Morgan could kill him like cleanly and not get in trouble for it. Right. And yeah. Harry all of a sudden takes a step back and is like, wait, you're setting me up. <laughs> ah, I'll put this sword down. I'm good. And Morgan's like, what? I don't get to kill. And I was just, I was so proud of Harry because he's, he's so red-blooded. Like his emotions I, are on the surface all the time. Which is why he needs so many cold showers. I know. Oh. And can we, and can I just say that. And Diet Cokes. The, regular Cokes. Regular Cokes, The most, yeah. the, one, of the, one of the funniest scenes of the whole show, in the whole book for me, was when he's looking at, at Mav and Jennifer and they're seducing him and it's like you know we can give you so many pleasures and he's like he pours himself the glass of water <laughs> unzips his fly and dumps it yeah look lady right. <laughs> i'm not going to give you a child and then i still and then i'm still hearing bob you won't give her a baby <laughs> you won't steal a baby <laughs> But you're too lazy to conjugate. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, so let's. I, I just want to rapid fire through some some of these questions because they kind of pertain to what's coming up. Anyway, um, uh, based on this, what are you most looking forward to in future books? We can also rephrase that as questions you have going forward. I have I have several lots. Like for example, what did what did uh, Mav or Mab give Lianchi that? that compelled her to transfer um, mm-hmm. Harry's debt yeah, to that, her. That knife has got right? some, some stories behind it. Yeah. Um, what are the, what are the two 
debts coming up that Harry's going to have to fulfill or the, yeah. the, the two uh, projects coming up that yeah, Harry's going to have to fulfill. Mab has not released him yet from that uh, bargain. This was number one. She's, he's got two more, you know, um, is, is this the end? Is this, is this, uh, is he done with Leanne Sheen? I mean, I don't think he is. Oh no. You know, no, she's be. still his fairy godmother. Yeah. Right. She'll be back. Cause she's yeah fairy godmother. So, <laughs> um, I just remember Murphy say you have a fairy godmother. Yeah. Of course you do. So. Uh, I'm excited to see what Murphy, you know, gets know. into. She's she's going to get into more. Murphy, At I some st- point, she is going to accidentally sell her soul to... The, just kidding. She's going to get the devil to sell his soul to her. I, there you go. I'm remembering that scene in the last book when, um, when Harry was using the sight and he yeah. saw Murphy yes. burst through looking like an avenging angel. Yes, right. I'm waiting for that piece to start fleshing itself out. Yeah. I can't wait. That's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm I'm waiting for more um I'm waiting for more hands-on war action between the White Council and the Red Court. Yeah. Um cuz something's got to happen especially now that they've got a, an avenue to travel. That's something's going to happen there. Yeah. And uh, I I wonder how how the White Court is going to deal with Harry having some pull with the fairies. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, I might, about that. might be to their benefit, but there are also uh, there's the red, the red count uh, the white council is the the wizards. The mm-hmm. white or the red court is the vampires. There's also a white court of vampires. Yeah, and what a, is the black court? And a black court of vampires that okay. has almost been eradicated, but they're still out there. And they're the ones they're the ones that you when you picture vampires from horror stories. Yeah, they're the, they're the ones. They're those the, they're those With, ones. You know, like the the flesh that's that's demonic and the fangs and and the wings or the claws and stuff. They're the ones that you know eat babies in the night and stuff. Yeah, so I think I, I think one of the things that I'm looking forward to is um, to see to see whether or not Harry um, gets an opportunity to develop more of his magical abilities. Um, he's, he's kind of indicated a couple of times that, that he like, uh, he talks about evocation as being his, you know, his boom magic, Mm -hmm. that that's really hard. And that's why he uses the blasting rod. And sometimes he gets it wrong. I wonder if we're going to see opportunities for him to figure out how to make that work a little bit better and to see how that evolves. He's pretty good with spells, pretty good with potions, not so good with ventas and fuego and everything goes wrong. Right. If he doesn't have a focus. If he I, doesn't have a focus. I wonder point. if at some point, probably not, maybe this wouldn't be as interesting as I mentally think it would be, but if he will find another wizard that he has to like mentor or figure out what to do with some adolescent, you know, Anakin Skywalker version of. Oh boy. I, just kidding. I think that could be interesting. Let's try rolling. That's a good trick. Oh my no, we're not going there. Um, are there any no. characters this you want? This is pod race. Too late. I'm sorry. I'm moving no, on. I'm, I'm moving on. Is there any character you wish to know more about? Oh, all of them. Bob, Mac. <laughs> Morgan. Morgan. I would like to know more about Morgan. Yeah, I'd absolutely. like to know more about Morgan. I'd I, like to know more about the Merlin. I want to know more about the I think we're going to find out more about what's going out. on with that. The gatekeeper, is that was his yes. name? Yeah. 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 I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna find out more about those folks. But I think that that's gonna be again. I think that's those are things that he's gonna piece out a little bit of. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna dribble a little bread comes out a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until he has a really big reveal, and then he'll be like, "Oh, and this in casual conversation, and here they are in person." <laughs> By the way, nothing kills a story. I like think too much he, I think I want I want to know more about Elaine too. Yeah. 
Um, I want to find out more about how Harry's dealing with that kind of a process. And I'm interested to find out what more is going on with Susan. Mm -hmm. And how, oh, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah. how that's developing. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Well, there wasn't Did really they, anything to talk about. So was the was the handkerchief that he had... The unraveling? The unraveling. Was that only good for one time? Yep, yep. because you had to unravel it all. Yep. Oh, uh, okay. Yep, it had to all be unraveled. So unless he wants to try and go to the mothers again and see if he can talk them into it. Which here was the, another question. Were you able to see the end coming? Yeah, the moment that he got the unraveling, I saw that coming. Yep. As soon as we got so. the, as soon as we got that, and we understood that she was a statue. Yep. I, but here's the thing. Normally, I, I on, on the first three books, I've been pretty good at being able to guess where it's headed, and guess the the bad person before it was all laid out. This one, this one kept me guessing a little bit. Oh, you a got duped longer. by the happy-go-lucky, plucky Aurora. I did, I did, um, I did too. and I got and I got duped on uh, the fact that she killed her own knight and invested the power into Lily, mm -hmm. uh, and then changed Lily into the statue. As soon as they said changed, I was like, "Oh man, I have been so far off on this one," yeah. <laughs> because I really, I really had it picked for, I, I had it picked in a totally different direction. So I, I, I think I had most of the players right, but not the right not the right motivation. I didn't pick Slade as having betrayed Mav. Right. Um, that was, oh. that was fascinating. And to see the, the, or to read about the abject horror on his face when they said, you know, would you like to be our new knight? And he's like, please, please make him make it quick, please. <laughs> no, I don't want to be your knight. She was chilling. That was pretty, that was pretty spooky. Yeah. So lots of stuff. Last question. Okay. Having just been introduced to the dy dynamics between the two courts, which one do you gravitate toward so far? Winter or summer? Summer. I uh, don't know. Maybe summer. I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> Tutut says something in the, in the part where he was talking to Harry about being called. Um, because he says that he said, you remember Tutut was saying, you know, the, the, the courts are the courts. Mm -hmm. And if you belong to the court, you belong to your court. He said, but, but the rest of us wild fae kind of get called based on what we've been doing. If you've mostly been nice, you'll get called to summer. If you're mostly mean, you're going to get called to winter. And he says, so what are you, Toot? And he says, I can't remember what I've been doing. <laughs> you know and and it and it was really it was really a, again an evidence the wild fae many of them especially the pixies the the smaller the the smaller the the smaller the member of the fairy world uh the less reliable their memories are the more they live in the moment and they don't worry about about past present or future um the larger they are and the more magic power they have the more that they are aware of past present and future and the importance of the balance between mm -hmm. both um, if we were talking about, if, if we were talking about, um, about where I see myself gravitating, I, I think I, I, I try to be, uh, I, I try to be a, a, a kind, a nice person. And so, yeah, I'd gravitate more toward the, toward the winter, the summer court. Um, but, but I don't know if that's how it all flows. You know, I had a buddy of mine, we were talking the other day and he says, I really like spring and I looked at him and I said, yeah, I, I get that. And he looks at me and he goes, what's your favorite season, Todd? And I said, the one I'm in at the moment. And he goes, <laughs> oh, that's very zen of you. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I looked at him and I said, thanks, Dan. I appreciate that. 
See, um, and I usually say winter because my allergies are so bad during the rest of the season. <laughs> I'm just so happy when it snows and everything's frozen and I can breathe. Well, and everybody knows you're a Slytherin, so it's not surprising that you would be gravitating toward winter. Do that. There you go. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Ken, what about you? Oh, I'm winter all day. Yeah. <laughs> why am I not surprised? All day, every day. So why am I not surprised? It's just like if I were in in uh, uh, what's the what's the Game of Thrones world called? Winterfell. Winterfell, Westeros. Oh, sorry, I would I would totally be House Stark. Okay, Winterfell. Okay. Speaking so. of houses, um, I just wanted to uh, I got a I got a text uh, during the midst of our during the midst of our stuff from Craig, uh, and he wanted to say <laughs> he wanted to say a couple of things. He said first of all. Here, here to the friendship point. Glad that he was listening in while we were talking. And second, uh, he said that he 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 wanted to convey to some of our listeners. Some of our listeners get a little bit bugged that he inserts himself in the blue team conversations. We're we're not that bothered by it, but we know that some of you are, and and he apologizes. Now, I'm writing that down as a red letter day for me. But you know, there you go. You've 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 got your information on that. Um, but the but the third thing that he said was. Hey, encourage the listeners to go out and declare your allegiance. Visit Reddit and declare your allegiance. Get your flair. The Cult of Craig, the Troop of Todd, Ryan's Roughnecks, Knights of Ken, Megan's Mob, and Kyle's Congregation. Wow, Kyle gets more syllables than all the rest of us. Um, it's must... not about the number of syllables. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's just kind of the way that it goes. Um, we, uh, personally, I, I appreciate all two of you that are, I guess are on the Troop of Todd. Um because I, I can't imagine that there would be more than two of you that would enjoy that. Yeah, but I'm still pretty sure I'm going to be all alone. I will. Oh, you know, all please. Alone. The, the mob of Megan. In my bat cave. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we, we, we certainly appreciate uh, all of you and your willingness to engage with us. Um, I know I, I speak for myself when I say it, it's, it's hard for me to remember to make time to always engage, but I do try to engage uh, on Reddit for, for our different episodes a little bit before and a little bit after. Uh, and I'm, I'm working on being better on that. I'm an old guy. I'm learning new tricks. So (laughs) let, let me go with that. I'll call it that. Um, last thoughts. If you were to say anything, if you were to try and encapsulate this, this Dresden files book in uh, an elevator pitch to somebody you were talking to him about it, what would you say? Ooh, this is where I've never done. I've never done this before. So this is where stuff gets interesting. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what it more to say really it it's it's very exciting and you it's a world that you really engage in so yeah get into it I mean, that's what i would say but yeah it is this is this is where stuff starts hitting the fan it's crazy mm. face and i would say you're gonna laugh you're gonna cry you're gonna laugh you're gonna be freaked out you're gonna laugh and then you're gonna wonder whether or not you really want to play D D with harry dresden <laughs> and can i just say we need to play more D and D. Yeah, there we go. I want fuse. <laughs> Amen. By the way, I, I looked it up. Death masks is next, followed by blood rites. I was way off. You know what? And and here's the deal, folks. We're we're gen- we're definitely going to be coming back to these. But uh, as we mentioned before, we're now going to be going back into the world of of uh, Frank Herbert. Uh, we're going to go back in and and do Children of Dune, and then God Emperor of Dune. And then we'll probably pick up Dresden Files. Um, Death Mask, I guess, is the next one that we'll be picking up after that. But that'll be about that'll be about uh, uh, four to four episodes of ours, so about eight episodes total, probably two months from now. I might try to 
talk us into sneaking one in between them. I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I won't try to talk us into it. I'm just saying I will try to talk us into it. Something tells me that after we read Children of Dune, you guys might actually want to go just re- directly into God Emperor of Dune. Yeah. Uh, and we've got a couple of, uh, I got a couple of surprises up my sleeves for, for <laughs> God Emperor of Dune. We'll nice. see how things go. Uh, folks, thanks for taking the time to listen to us today. And hopefully this has uh, helped enlighten and enliven your reading of Summer Night by Jim Butcher, uh, the, the fourth book in the Dresden Files. We have more coming at you, uh, but not anymore today. Today.